Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Today is June 12th, and your Oakland Athletics have won five straight games, and we have another milestone this year. This one for Andrew McCutchett. Let's dive on in. Hello, everybody. My name is Steven. This is the middle of the order. How are we doing today? It's a rainy Monday morning for myself. And we've got another weekend of baseball to dive on into and go over. If you guys are new here, you're into baseball, feel free to subscribe, like the videos, follow on follow my podcast. It helps me out a ton. But without further ado, let's dive on into another series recap. Leading us off, we've got the Rangers and the Rays. I seek Paredes. He crushes two home runs to help power the Rays offense. Meanwhile, the Rangers hit three bombs with Josh Junk and Leody Tavares with the other two. But they were all solo shots and the Rays do end up taking the first game 8-2-3. Game 2, Corey Seager, he gets his first ever 5-hit game. He goes 5-for-5 five five with a home run, 4 RBIs. The Rangers, they'll win it. They even the series 8-4. to four. And in the final game, a big Wander Franco 3-run home run helps lift the Rays past the Rangers and allows Shane McClanahan to be the first pitcher of the year to get to 10 wins on the season. The Rays take the series. They win it 7-3. Moving along, it's the rivalry. The Red Sox and the Yankees. Game 1, three solo shots were hit. The Red Sox with two from Rafael Devers and Kiki Hernandez, while the Yankees only get one from Josh Donaldson, as the Red Sox would go on to win the first game 3-2. In Game 2, another game of three solo shots. Only difference is that the Red Sox would only have one from Rafael Devers, while the Yankees had the other two from Gleyber Torres and Willie Calhoun as the Yankees win it 3-1. And in Game 3, the Red Sox down a run late before Jaron Duran ties it in the 8th, sending this game to extras where Boston would score a run in the 10th inning, and then they would hold the Yankees as Boston wins on Sunday Night Baseball. The Red Sox win the series with another low score of 3 to two. The Royals are in Baltimore taking on the Oilers and Austin Hayes starts the weekend set off with a home run for Baltimore. The Royals, they could not get the lead as the Oilers take the opener 3-2. In Game 2, Gunnar Henderson and Adam Frazier go deep as Baltimore goes on to score 6 runs. They take down the Royals once again, winning it 6-1. And in Game 3, Salvador Perez, he hits a home run to tie the game at three so the Orioles respond with many more runs including a Ryan O'Hearn home run and a Gunder Henderson home run as the rookie continues to heat up in the month of June Baltimore they win it they sweep the Royals they take it 11 to 3 the Twins in Toronto taking on the Blue Jays. Michael A. Taylor, he hits a two-run home run to put the Twins up, but the Jays would fight back to tie the game up and send it to extras, where it is again Michael A. Taylor getting the sack fly to put the Twins up as Duran shuts down the Jays. For the Twins to take the game, they win it 3-2. to two. 
In Game 2, the Blue Jays were up 3-0 before the Twins scored 7 runs in the 8th inning, including a Carlos Correa Grand Slam and a Max Kepler 3-run home run as the Twins steal one, winning it 9-4. Twins looking for the sweep would score 4 runs in the first inning for a dominant lead. The Blue Jays would keep things close thanks to Matt Chapman, a home run there. But they're still down two in the eighth inning. And how about a moment for Kevin Biggio, a three-run home run to put the Jays up before Romano comes in to close it out as the Jays win to avoid the sweep. Thanks to Biggio's blast, they'll take it 7-6. to six. Astros in Cleveland taking on the Guardians, and the Guardians would always find a way to tie the game, whether it be with a Jose Ramirez home run or a Josh Naylor double. That would help send this game to extras, and boy, was it an extras inning. The Astros score one run in the 12th. The Guardians score one run in the 12th. The Astros score one in the 13th. The Guardians score one run in the 13th. It wasn't until the 14th inning where the Astros scored a run, and this time, the Guardians scored two to win the game in the 14th inning. After having to tie it five different times, the Guardians walk it off. They win it 10-9. Game two, Jose Abreu, he hits another home run in back-to-back games. Hopefully, he's starting to figure things out, which would help lead the, Ash- the Ashos past the Guardians. They win it 6-4. Robert match time and Shane Bieber puts on a master class to blank the Astros while Andres Jimenez and Josh Bell go yard. Cleveland takes the game. They take the series. They win it 5-0. Marlins at the White Sox. A couple of solo shots from Joey Wendell for the Marlins and Yasmani Grandal from the White Sox have this game tied in the ninth inning as Luis Robert Jr. plays the hero with a walk-off single as the White Sox win they'll take the opener in walk-off fashion 2-1 game 2 Andrew Vaughn's solo shot was the only run in this game for a long time until the ninth inning with the Marlins down to 3 outs they rally for 5 runs in the ninth to take the game away from the White Sox the Miami Marlins they'll win it 5-1 rubber match between these two and it starts with Jorge Soler home run then in the 6th and 7th inning, the White Sox go on to score 5 runs with the help of a 2-run home run from Luis Robert Jr. The Marlins would respond with 5 runs of their own with 3 solo shots from Jorge Soler for his second of the game, Garrett Cooper and Gene Segura for his first of the year. But still down, Brian De La Cruz came up with a clutch 2-run double to put the Finns on top to give them the win as the Marlins continue to impress, winning the series 6-5. Diamondbacks in Detroit taking on the Tigers and the Diamondbacks would unload for 7 runs in the 7th including a Corbin Carroll Grand Slam for his second home run of the game as he continues to impress as a rookie. The Diamondbacks take the opener 11-6. In Game 2, two home runs is all the Diamondbacks would need as Nick Ahmed hits a two-run shot and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. a three-run home run as Ryan Nelson and the D-backs pen blanks the Tigers. They win it 5-0. 
And in Game 3, Zach McKinstry hits a two-run shot to give some insurance to the Tigers' lead, which was now up to three. However, the Diamondbacks weren't done as they scored four runs in the ninth inning to steal the lead and the game as they would go on to swoop the Tigers. They win it 7-5. to five. Mariners and Angels in a little AL West division matchup. Jared Kalanick, he hits a two-run home run, but that is matched with a Shohei Otani two-run shot. Jumping to the sixth, it's Mickey Moniak for the Angels, a two-run shot that would put them up, and they would hold on after allowing a solo shot to Mike Ford in the ninth. The Angels, they take the opener, winning it 5-4. to four. In Game 2, it's Julio with a two-run shot early as the Mariners are up. Otani, he hits another home run to keep it close, but the Mariners pour it on. Julio, J.P. Crawford, Eugenio Suarez, they would combine to go for 10-14 and 14 with four RBIs as the Mariners win it 6 to two and in game three taylor ward with a leadoff home run that is backed by two home runs from zach netto as the angels keep the foot on the gas they win the game and the series nine to four Washington Nationals in Atlanta taking on the Braves who are down a run late in this game. They will take the lead in the 8th with a go-ahead single by Orlando Arcia which sets up Raciel Iglesias for the saves as the Braves win it. They take it 3-2. In Game 2, Marzell Ozuna and Ronald Acuna Jr. both hit two-run home runs in the game. The Nationals would try to come back with a stoned Garrett home run, but it wasn't enough as the Braves take another, winning it 6-4. And in Game 3, the Braves had the lead thanks to a Matt Olsen two-run home run, but the Nationals rally in the 6th with five runs off of two home runs from Yaima Candelario and Dominic Smith as the Nationals take the last game to avoid the sweep, winning it 6-2. Dodgers and Phillies and the Dodgers down by three end up coming back to tie the game thanks to back-to-back home runs from their stars Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman but all that hope went away when Kyle Schwarber launched a walk-off home run for the win as the Phillies hold on and they beat the Dodgers winning it five to four. In Game 2, Bobby Miller continues to have good start after good start as he has another one today and gets backed by a David Peralta solo shot and a J.D. Martinez three-run home run as Miller and Jackson blank the Phillies. L.A. takes it, winning it 9-0. And in Game 3, Freddie Freeman and Jason Hayward go deep for the Dodgers, but the Phillies put up some runs and have a two-run home run from Nicholas Castellanos as the Phillies take the rubber match they win this series seven to three the Mets and the Pirates Pirates at one point led by 10 runs with the help of home runs from Carlos Santana and Jack Sawinski as the Buccos take the opener winning it 14 to 7 in game two the Mets answer back with two doubles from Mark Canna getting him three RBIs and Francisco Alvarez his 12th home run of the year the Mets take the second game winning it 5-1 and in game three a memorable game as Andrew McCutcheon gets his 2000th career hit in a special moment in Pittsburgh Jack Sawinski he homers again 
the Pirates end up with the victory and the series win, taking it 2-1. to one. The Red Hot Reds taking on the Cardinals in a little NL Central clash at the bottom. The Cardinals get three two-run home runs from Nolan Arenado, Jordan Walker, and Nolan Gorman as the Cardinals go on to win the game to take it 7-4. to four. In Game 2, the Reds get a bases-clearing double from Luke Maley and Spencer Steer with a big hit as Andrew Abbott pitched in his second game and still hasn't given up a run as the Reds go on to even the series, winning it 8-4. And in Game 3, Hunter Green strikes out 9 Cardinals as Jonathan India gets a home run early in the game. Ellie De La Cruz has a very productive game, scoring what would be the game-winning run as the Reds take 2 of 3 versus the Cardinals winning it 4-3. to three. The Oakland Athletics taking on the Milwaukee Brewers and in the first game Oakland scores 4 runs early as the pitching keeps the Brewers to only 4 hits as Oakland takes it winning it 5-2. to two. In game 2 it's a low scoring game as William Contreras he hits a home run in the 8th inning to tie the game up at one sending it to extras where the A's would get a run on a uh, Ledmus Diaz single and surprisingly keep the Brewers from scoring as Oakland takes another one winning it 2-1 to one. and in game 3 Seth Brown, Brent Rooker and Kevin Smith all homer for Oakland as Yelich and the Brewers try to come back but in the end fall short as the Oakland Athletics yes you heard right the Oakland Athletics have swept the Brewers and on the are and are on the best winning streak right now five straight wins for Oakland they take the cake they win it eight to six Cubs and Giants and Marcus Stroman continues to pitch well this season with another good start as the Cubs rally for three runs in the seventh which is what they would need to take the opener as they beat the Giants three to two in game two Kyle Hendricks throws an absolute gem and he flirts with a no hitter but couldn't finish it Christopher Morrell and Matt Mervis go yard as the Cubs win it for nothing and in game three the Giants answer finally Jock Peterson was four for four with two home runs Thiago Estrada also had two home runs the Giants go to work while Brandon Crawford gets to pitch and he gets a clean inning that would help the Giants avoid the sweep a huge 13 to 3 win finally we've got the Padres in Colorado taking on the Rockies and the Padres power up for five home runs from Manny Machado, Trent Grisham, Gary Sanchez, Fernando Tatis Jr. and Brandon Dixon as Yu Darvish gets his 100th MLB win as the Padres take it winning it 9-6. to in game two, thanks to Nolan Jones, he hits a home run that would have the Rockies up. But Tatis gets a two RBI single that will turn the tides, give the Padres the lead, which would result in a win as they beat the Rockies again 3-2. to two. And in the final game, Jake Cronworth, a two-run shot, his seventh of the year, has the Padres up. But Coco Montes making his MLB debut, his very first game, hits a home run to tie the game for the Rockies. Now in the bottom of the ninth, again, the Rockies are down. 
Ryan McMahon, he launches a home run to tie the game up. And this time, he wasn't alone. Nolan Jones sends one out and over the wall. A walk-off home run, the longest walk-off home run in the StatCast era. The Rockies win the last game. They avoid the sweep, taking it 5-4. to four. A couple of good candidates for game of the weekend. The Marlins and the White Sox, the five runs the Marlins scored in the last two innings to come back. The Dodgers and the Phillies, the back-to-back shots from Betts and Freeman to tie it, just ending it with the Schwarber walk-off home run. But we're going to stay with the Rockies and the Padres that last game there. Bottom of the first, Ezekiel Tovar, his fifth home run of the year, puts the Rockies up 1-0. Juan Soto then a sack fly, ties the game at 1, where Jake Cronenworth then hits his seventh home run of the year to make it 3-1 Padres in the top of the fourth. That stayed until the bottom of the eighth with Coco Monteras making his MLB debut. His first MLB home run, a two-run shot, ties the game at three. Top of the ninth, Justin Lawrence, a wild pitch, allows Kim to score. In the bottom of the ninth, Ryan McMahon, his 10th home run of the year, ties the game at four. And then Nolan Jones, the walk-off home run, his fourth of the year, the longest home run in the StatCast era, 472 feet. The Rockies win it. That is your game of the weekend. Now on to our baseball news for the weekend. Andrew McCutcheon gets his 2000th MLB hit. He did it with the Pirates against the Mets. His first ever MLB hit was against the Mets as well. He's played for a few different teams in the last few years. The Giants, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Brewers. But now he's back with the Pirates for this milestone. Very good stuff. Very emotional. Um, and the Pirates fans deserve some some more magic to happen for them. So hopefully Andrew McCutcheon helps out with that. Uh, great moment for him. Great moment for baseball. You uh, Darvish got his 100th MLB win. So good for Darvish there. Uh, he's played with a lot of different teams. So uh, good for him. Brandon Crawford got to pitch in the last game here against the Cubs. He had a quote at the end of that saying something like, see, pitching is not that difficult. He had a clean inning of work, allowed one hit, one walk, but still very good stuff from Brandon Crawford. Uh, And then for some IL stuff, unfortunately, Liam Hendricks finds himself back on the IL with right elbow inflammation. After all that he's gone through, that's the last thing anybody wants to see. So hopefully he recovers quickly. Uh, the Mets, their season gets a little worse. Pete Alonso's on the IL. He's going to miss at least three weeks with a bone bruise and a left wrist sprain. So hopefully he can come back. He, the Mets need him big. And the Astros, they're going to lose Jordan Alvarez on the IL with a right oblique discomfort. Uh, you know, they're chasing down the Rangers and they're going to have to do that for a little bit without Alvarez in the lineup. So a big blow there. But that is our baseball news for the weekend. Moving along to our outstanding performances, we start with Tyler Glasnow of the Rays. Six innings pitched, one hit, one run, three walks, six Ks. Ranger Suarez with the Phillies. Six innings pitched, four hits, one run, two walks, eight Ks. Rich Hill with the Pirates. Seven innings pitched, seven hits, two runs, two walks, six Ks. Jordan Montgomery. Six innings pitched, three hits, no runs, one walk, six Ks. Dylan Cease, six innings pitched, four hits, one run, two walks, seven Ks. Marcus Stroman, six and two thirds, six hits, two runs, four walks, five Ks. 
Bobby Miller, six innings pitched, three hits, no runs, three walks, seven Ks. Kyle Hendricks, eight innings pitched, one hit, no runs, one walk, three Ks. Shane Bieber, seven innings pitched, three hits, no runs, one walk, nine Ks. Blake Snell, seven innings pitched, three hits, one run, no walks, and 12 Ks. And of course, lastly, Brandon Crawford, one inning pitched, one hit, no runs, one walk, no Ks. Those are your outstanding performances. Now a look at our standings check, and we're going to start with the AL East. The Rays still ahead. Um, they're at 48 and 20, still with a winning percentage of 70%. They're eight and two in their last 10. Very good there. Baltimore five and a half back. They're at 41 and 24. Yankees 38, 29. Blue Jays 37, 30. And the Red Sox at 500, at 33 and 33. 14 games back of the Rays there with a run differential of zero. And speaking of teams that are 500, the Twins are first in the Central uh, with 33 and 33 at 500. The Guardians. 31 and 34 below 500. The White Sox 29 38 below 500 as well. The Tigers, they have yet to win a game in June. They're on a nine game losing streak now at 26 and 37. And the Royals are at 18 and 47, 10 games below the Tigers there. Uh, yeah, just the AL trash division at it again. Just a bad division to watch baseball. Moving along the AL West, the Rangers still atop at 41 and 23. There are five games above the Astros, who are 37 and 29. The Angels in third at 36 and 31. And the Mariners still below 500. They're at 31 wins, 33 losses there. Oakland, despite being on a five game winning streak, is still the worst team in baseball at 17 wins and 50 losses that is your al west division the nle still have the braves atop with 40 wins and 25 losses and all of a sudden miami is hot on their tail in second they're eight and two in their last 10 they're 37 and 29 and that is a surprise to all philly below 500 at 32 and 33 the Mets one below that at 31 and 35. They're two and eight in their last 10, very opposite to the Marlins. And the Nationals at the bottom there at 26 and 38. Now that NL Central division that has the Pirates atop the Brewers. The Pirates are at 34 and 30, while the Brewers are at 34 and 32. So the Pirate the Brewers have played two more games and have lost those games, which is why the Pirates are in first. And the only team in the NL Central with a win differential, excuse me, not a win differential, a run differential of positive number, they're at plus two. Uh, the Reds in third at 31 and 35. The Cubs 28 and 37. And the Cardinals are still last at 27 and 39. A run differential of negative one. Their expected win loss should be 33 and 33 at 500, which, according to the other uh, expected win loss of the NL Central, would have the Cardinals at first. The Pirates are at 32 and 32. The Brewers at 31 35. The Reds 30 and 36. The Cubs 31 and 34. So yeah, the Cardinals should be, according to you know, runs scored and runs allowed, should be 
first in the NL Central, and yet somehow are in fifth. That is why the NL Central is crazy, but at least some of those teams are a little bit better than the AL Central, because boy, that division is dookie. Lastly, now the NL West, the Diamondbacks are three and a half games above the Dodgers. They're at 40 and 25, while the Dodgers are at 37 and 29. The Diamondbacks are on a five game winning streak and they're eight and two in their last 10. The Giants are in third at 33 and 32. And the Padres, they're trying to get out of their slump a little bit. They're still in fourth at 31 and 34 below 500. Rockies in last at 27 and 40 there. Five teams with 40 wins. The Diamondbacks, the Braves, the Rangers, Oilers, and then the Rays are all above 40 games. Uh, the Rays at 48. Baltimore and Texas at 41, and then Diamondbacks and Braves at 40. Uh, so yeah, that just goes to show you the AL divisions are more top-heavy and then bottom-heavy, while the NL East is more of just a congealed clumble of teams that should be good and teams that are good. I mean, realistically, I could say out of the 15, 13 of them could be playoff contenders come the end of the uh, come the end of the year. So uh, something to keep your eyes out for if you watch the NL side of baseball. That will wrap up the standings check, and now we'll take a look at the upcoming series for this week of baseball. It's a bird fight. Blue Jays at Baltimore to start us off. The Oilers take on the Jays. Uh, The Rockies at Red Sox. Braves at Tigers. The Brewers are at the Twins. The Reds at Royals. The Rays, the best team in baseball, taking on the A's, the hottest team in baseball, also the worst team in baseball. Angels at Rangers, that's a fun series there. Marlins at Mariners, Nationals at Astros, the Yankees are at the Mets for the Subway Series, Pirates at Cubs, Giants at Cardinals, the Guardians taking on the Padres, the Phillies at the Diamondbacks, and lastly, the White Sox at the Dodgers. With that all being said, that is going to do it for us today here at the middle of the order. Bit of a shorter episode, but nothing wrong with that. I hope you guys have a wonderful week, and I will see you guys Friday for another recap. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the days, enjoy the week, and I will see you all Friday.